0: Thank <laughs> you. and welcome to the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast. My name is Kaylee Olson and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Meredith Brock. Hi, Kaylee. It feels
1: like we've been doing this podcast thing for a while now and I feel like we're kind of getting in a rhythm, right? I think so. I kind of feel a little bit like we're friends with our listeners now. It's nice.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's true. You know, Meredith, it's really cool to see our listeners connect with the ministry in the podcast world because it's something new that we started and we always wonder how it's going to go. And I know it's not all about the reviews, but I saw one recently that I just have to share. It's a little long, but I'm going to do it. This lady said this podcast is soul soothing, conversational, refreshing, relatable, enjoyable, and I mean giggle inducing in a me too kind (laughs) of way, which I appreciate. She said it's thought and heart provoking in the best sense possible. To be able to relish in the Word and a coffee talk, time with girlfriends kind of feel, Lisa and the Proverbs 31 crew deliver and throw down some powerful, practical, and relevant insight in the way they gracefully weave and bridge the Word into the themes of our lives today. All I can say is a big amen and that I look forward to listening to every episode. So again, that was from a sweet lady who left a review on iTunes. But for real, that's why we started the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast.
1: Well, I just love that she said that we throw down some powerful, practical, relevant (laughs) insight. Yeah. I mean, I wish somebody would (laughs) describe me that way every day. I mean, if you're wondering, though, do you fit in here? The answer is yes, absolutely, everyone fits in here at Proverbs 31. We're all about biblical truth, and I love how the gal who left the review was able to pick up on that. She phrased it as, weaving the word into the themes of our lives today, which is our tagline, biblical truth for any girl at any time age.
0: That's right. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest giving our message. Welcome, Lisa Turkers. We're so excited to have you back. Thank you. I'm always so honored to join you
2: guys and to be in the studio today is just a lot of fun. I've looked forward to it for days now. So
1: well, thank you. Well, we're excited to yeah, have you here. So excited. Your first two teachings on forgiveness totally rocked my world. Um, it kicked off our podcast. We've heard tons of great feedback and we can't wait to hear what the Lord put on your heart to share with us today, Lisa. Well, thank you. Well, well,
2: I want to go back to something I referenced in um, the forgiveness podcast. Um, I, I, at least I think I did. You know, sometimes <laughs> yes. I like think I've taught on something, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I think uh-huh. I did say that, didn't I? But um, but this principle of the very best. Time to decide to not be offended is before you're ever offended. Yes, yes right. You did. That was <laughs> absolutely okay. in the So i I want to take that concept and go a little bit deeper, so that we're weaving a little bit of a connecting thread um, from my previous teachings mm-hmm. to this one. Mm-hmm. And um, so today, I want to talk about expectations mm. because. I have discovered that one of the number one reasons that relationships fail and that people feel like a failure in a relationship, even if the relationship itself has not failed, is due to this whole idea of expectations. Mm, We all have them, but very few of us are communicating uh, about them intentionally, and uh, we all feel the pain of them, but we often don't know what to do about the pain of expectations and the painful reality if we're not getting expectations met within a relationship dynamic. And this isn't just our romantic relationships, this is any relationship because we all bring expectations to the table Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. single day in every scenario and every situation that we're in. But if we're not talking about those expectations and we're not addressing them head on, it's very easy to get offended around expectations. As a matter of fact, psychology today ran an article a couple of years ago listing the top 10 reasons that relationships fail. The number one reason was trust issues. And that'll be something that we'll cover another day because mm. I've got trust issues. Mm. You've uh-huh. got trust issues. We all got trust issues. Right. We <laughs> could just sing a good little sing-songy surely, uh, ditty yes. about, our song issues, about our trust, <laughs> trust <laughs> issues. I'm sure there's a country song we could even yes. throw in there. Yes. Right? Yeah, um, Or even a pop song. but <laughs> um, but So first is trusting issues. The very second reason that relationships fail is different expectations. Yeah. So I want to talk about expectations today. And um, I've given this a lot of thought, not just because it's an issue that affects a lot of people. I've thought about it a lot because it's an issue that affects me personally. Mm. And um, I, you know, i I just finished my book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, and really diving into disappointment, mm-hmm. which is a spin-off emotion of expectations. Those two things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, to kick off our discussion today, I want to help you start at the very basics. What do we do about expectations? First, we have to understand that expectations come in three potential categories. We have number one, realistic expectations expectations. Those are expectations that are either so understood in our relationships that they naturally are met, or the realistic expectations can also be ones that we've actually communicated about and planned to make happen within Mm -hmm. the relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's realistic expectations. The second category is unrealistic expectations. These are expectations that we bring in that are um, shoot for the moon, kind of overly Mm -hmm. romantic, or um, maybe uh, just overly um, enthusiastic responses to something we've seen, something we believe, or something that we feel we can't live without, and yet they're presented in such a big way that Mm -hmm. they become unrealistic. Um, Now, here's something tricky about unrealistic expectations, They may seem very realistic to us, Mm -hmm. but what makes them unrealistic is the other person we're in relationship Mm -hmm, with. mm -hmm. So you can see right then and there the potential for conflict, the potential to be highly offended because there is no pain in a relationship quite so piercing and shocking as for you to feel like there's an expectation that's completely realistic that someone else isn't meeting because Mm -hmm. they feel like it's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a barrier in a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. And if there's no communication, what will happen is you hit upon this unrealistic expectation and um, it causes you so much anxiety and so much emotion that the spinoff anxiety and the spinoff emotion from these unrealistic expectations are actually what does extreme damage to Mm -hmm. the relationship Mm -hmm. and makes the other person feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we've covered realistic expectations, unrealistic expectations. There's this third category, and this is uncommunicated expectations. These are expectations that float in the air between you and this other person you're in a relationship with, but uh, because they're uncommunicated, you don't know if they're realistic Mm -hmm. or unrealistic. Right? Sounds
1: dangerous.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And often, um, within this third category, um, this has the most potential for relationship improvement Hmm. or for relationship, um, Uh, blow ups. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to jump into this third category of uncommunicated expectations. And um, oftentimes we can know that there's uncommunicated expectations present in our relationship. If you think back to the last time you and that person had either a disagreement or You had negative feelings around the relationship and you just didn't quite know how to put your finger on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, what I want us to do is to be challenged to unearth some of our uncommunicated um, expectations in a relationship. And I don't want this to be a podcast where you guys just listen to me and think, (laughs) wow, that's really good. I should attend to that one day. Mm -hmm. I want this to be one of those podcasts where you think, okay. I'm going to pick a relationship in my life and I'm going to attend to this Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. So that's my first challenge is that uh, this isn't just something to listen to and enjoy and then think, yeah, 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 I'll get get to that one day. No, I really want you to actually pull out your calendar, schedule some time with one of your relationships that you feel like is really important, Mm -hmm. that you feel like you've kind of hit some sort of relationship barrier there. And I promise you, if you will attend to some of the things that we're going to talk about today, Your relationship will improve. So, what is the biblical basis for any of this? Well, I want to take you to kind of a very familiar passage in the Bible with our ministry, but I want to show you something that I think is really important. It's actually Proverbs chapter 31. What? How appropriate, right?
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And
2: you're like, I didn't even know Proverbs 31 talked about expectations. (laughs) Well, just hang with me here because um, the word expectations is not going to be found in the scriptures, Mm. uh, but I think you're going to see how she well tended the various relationship gardens and potential Mm. relationships that she had in her life. Um, I just pulled out some of the verb, the action words that it uh, explains in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. I just want you to listen as I read it just from just a few little phrases that have some action words to tell us what is this woman doing, Mm -hmm. this woman of noble character. She is worth she brings, she selects, she gets up while it is still night. She considers, she sees that, she makes, she opens her arms, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. All of those words, as I read those actions that she took with her life, first of all, she, the, the I think it's very interesting. One of the very first descriptions is um, a statement of her worth. And I have to say... Because it starts off that way that she had to have a sense of her worth. Mm -hmm. And in any sense of relationship, in any kind of relationship, we have to know um, in a very gentle and biblical way— if we're going to set expectations and be able to tackle this third category that Mm -hmm. we're talking about, these uncommunicated expectations, step number one of these uncommunicated expectations is to actually communicate about them and decide which of these expectations that are uncommunicated between us, which ones are realistic and which ones Mm -hmm. are unrealistic. But in order to do that, I think we have to think about some of the actions of how we're approaching deciding what of uh, which of our expectations are realistic and which ones are unrealistic mm-hmm. we have to start with our worth like mm-hmm. we are worth there are some expectations that that we are as as a person in the relationship like it's worth us bringing these expectations mm-hmm. up front. And I'm worth some expectations that should be re- realistic in this relationship. There's this quote uh, by Mark Twain, which we're just going to go all over the place today. Yeah, we I mean, are. We're in Proverbs 31. We're in psychology today. Now we're going to throw in a little Mark Love Twain. Okay,
1: right. I'm sure Proverbs 31 says something about it, knowing your literature. <laughs> so, I'm certain. It's like verse 30.
2: Nine. <laughs> oh bless. Great her. job, Anna. Bless her. <laughs> Bible scholar. Yes. It ends at verse thirty-one. But if there was a verse thirty nine, yeah, yeah. then it would yeah. talk about maybe Mark yes. Twain or Mark psychology Twain. today. Exactly. Who Are knows? <laughs> like be a well-read woman. Okay. Yes. That's what it says. Uh, but, but here's sure. this quote by Mark Twain. Never allow someone to be your priority while allowing yourself to be their option.
1: Ooh, Ooh. read that again. read it time.
2: Do it again. Never allow someone to be your priority. While allowing yourself to be their option. Wow. Now, this article that I was reading, they quoted Mark Twain as having said that. If Mark Twain isn't the one who said it, whoever said it is absolutely brilliant. And yeah. I agree with it very much. So, there's two sides to this when thinking about this third category of uncommunicated expectations. And this first step, we've got to define which of these these uh, uncommunicated expectations, which are realistic and which are unrealistic. I think there's even got to be a foundation there of bringing your sense of worth Mm -hmm. into the relationship. And think about this quote, like it's not that you want to be the absolute priority in this person's life. You know, it's not that, I mean, we can't expect this other person to give us things that only the Lord can give us. But we can have certain expectations that are realistic within the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you're making that relationship a priority, then to have a reciprocal relationship, that other person can't make you an Mm -hmm. option and not a priority. And that's basically what this quote Mm -hmm. by Mark Twain is saying. And I think it's really good. But the Proverbs 31 scripture as I'm reading it you know she's bringing a sense of worth there's a sense of worth that's being discussed mm-hmm. right up here now after the worth is established, I want you to listen to the intentionality uh, okay. she brings she selects she considers she sees that she speaks with the wisdom and faithful instruction mm-hmm. I, you know there's so much intentionality here so that's really what I'm encouraging here considering our worth mm-hmm. let's with great intentionality schedule some time. To To say, hey, I think one thing that could improve our relationship is to have a designated conversations about communications because I have a feeling some of the things that we're bumping into in our relationship are uncommunicated expectations. Now, I almost titled this third category unmet expectations, Mm. but I decided not to call it unmet expectations Mm -hmm. because the other person... Uh, first of all, I think that sets a negative tone to the conversation you're Mm -hmm. wanting to have. Um, Like, hey, I have some unmet expectations I'd like to discuss with you, Kaylee. How would you receive that, right? (laughs) Not well. Right. Because instantly your guard's going to go up and you're going to be like, okay, great. Here comes Mm -hmm. the conversation where I feel like a failure once again. And husbands all over America are saying, thank you (laughs) that you are not encouraging (laughs) women to come to their husbands and say, I want us to have a little dialogue tonight about my unmet expectations, mm-hmm. you know? Yikes. But I think a better package to say, hey, Kaylee, I would love to talk about expectations in our relationship and some uncommunicated expectations that are probably bouncing around between us mm-hmm. that we've never talked about before. Mm-hmm. So do you see how that instantly gives you an opportunity yes. to not be defensive, yes. but rather like, okay, yeah, let's have this proactive conversation. Yeah, it's
0: much more welcoming.
2: So we're titling this discussion that we're going to have uncommunicated expectations. And then now it's time for us to say, hey, yes, I do have some expectations Mm -hmm. in our relationship now. I would encourage you to start off by saying, here are some expectations I have that you meet in a fantastic way. And go ahead and lay out some of those realistic expectations that this other person meets in an amazing way and be a noticer of the expectations they're already meeting. Mm -hmm. Because chances are, they are already meeting those expectations and it's a chance for you to encourage them Mm -hmm. and set the conversation up for success. Then, after you've laid out some of those realistic expectations that Maybe you've never talked about before, but that that other person is meeting in a fantastic way, and you've encouraged them that they're meeting them in a fantastic way. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, hey, I have some other expectations in our relationship, and I'd love for us to talk about which one ones of these expectations are realistic and which ones are unrealistic. So go ahead and lay out. So, of course, you're going to have the opportunity to bring some things that you've thought through. But I would imagine that this other person probably will be able to lend into the conversation some expectations that they're having that uh, they would like to discuss as well. So I'm going to hit the pause button really quick on Mm -hmm. my teaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, can either of you think of a a relationship? Don't say who the relationship is us with you can just like pick someone in your brain and think of an uncommunicated expectation that you have had in the relationship that this con- having this kind of intentional conversation
1: could help with absolutely okay. mm-hmm. absolutely you want to share it with yeah. us
2: <laughs> um, well I'll maybe give this some... could like jump start the conversation you yeah know?
1: it could well i 'll give some generalities because I think that they're even just in you saying this, Lisa, I'm writing all kinds of notes over here and saying one of the things that I feel like when I walk into a situation where I know either I have had unexpressed um, expectations or mm-hmm. I'm sensing they have unexpressed expressed expectations of me, I go, this thing happens in my head. I'm curious if it happens in yours. And this is terrible. Oh my gosh, y'all are about to see into my dark heart. <laughs> Um, is I think to myself and y'all have to, the, my, our listening friends, you have to understand I'm a fairly unemotional woman. Like I'm very logical. Um, and so I tend to avoid emotional conversations hmm. because it's very draining for me. And so I find myself wondering, Oh boy, is this, uh, do I really want to do this? Cause this is going to take work. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to take, work, getting to, because oftentimes I think people don't even know that they have expectations of you, mm-hmm. you know, and then you enter into this conversation and it just becomes like the spaghetti of all, you can't right. untangle anything for anything else. And I was just literally writing notes like, Meredith, make the choice that that relationship is worth untangling those expectations mm-hmm. and, and make the choice that it's going to be hard emotional work to even get to the place where you can explain your Mm -hmm. expectations, but you're choosing the relationship over that uncertain place that you're standing in. So I kind of answered your question, but not really, because that's what I was thinking about. And I couldn't stop taking notes because I have to make the choice to say, this relationship is so important to me that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have that hard conversation and say, I feel Mm -hmm. like there's some things that Maybe I'm not meeting your expectations Mm -hmm. here. And I'm sorry. Can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. Like, can you tell me what I'm I'm missing here? Because I can't see it. And I feel like maybe you're frustrated with me.
2: Well, and I think one thing you're saying is that if I take the time to do this, is this just like pulling a thread on a sweater right. and it's right. going to yes. unravel and it's going to bring so much emotion into my life mm-hmm. and I'm just not in the mood for emotion. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to make a different argument. Okay. I think the very best time to have these conversations is before the conflict ever arises. Mm. Because when conflict is present, these these um, uncommunicated expectations, they're already bouncing between oh, you yeah. and this other person all the time. Yes. And if you have a if you have an appointed time where you sit down and talk about it, not in the framework of a conflict, but just just because you are saying, hey, I care about this relationship, I would bet for you, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot less emotional of a conversation and a lot more productive. Mm -hmm. And the achiever in you can walk away from the conversation actually feeling like that was a great use of time because we actually got somewhere without all the emotion. And for
1: me, when you tell me, Like I remember a quote early on from when when I first started working for you, Lisa, Um, and you're going to remember it way better than me. So I'm going to butcher it and then you fix it for me. Okay. But it was something (laughs) along the lines of when people, when employees know what a win is in their job, Mm -hmm. they will do better. They perform better. They're happier in their job. Mm -hmm. And so I can't remember what it was. What do you remember that quote? I don't, but it sounds like a really
2: good quote. And <laughs> but I'm very glad that I'm the one that said it. Well, for
1: me, that helps me. I love when you tell me my expectations, like I love it. I can run within that field all day long and I will fulfill your expectations. But if you don't tell me my expectations, I am like, I am like a crazy woman because I'm right. constantly trying to discover them. And it puts me in limbo that I can't seem to get myself out mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I think you're absolutely right. Not being in a conflict. If I can just sit down with this individual and say, tell me, you know, what it is mm-hmm. that you need from me in this role, mm-hmm. in our relationship. And mm-hmm. I, I'm 99% of the time, I'm happy to fulfill that for mm-hmm. the other person. It's just sometimes if I don't know it.
2: I, right. And here's the other danger. Um, if you don't know the, if there's uncommunicated expectations in the relationship, you are probably holding people accountable for something they may not be able to give you. Right. And if it's never been communicated, you're going to continue to try to hold them accountable. And that's where those emotional triggers happen. You know, um, I, I've, I've often heard people say, okay, you just need to not be so angry, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, that sounds really good in theory. Don't be so angry. But I would imagine there is a trigger happening mm-hmm. that's happening constant enough that's tripping this feeling of anger yeah. inside of you. It's not really that you're an angry person. Right. It's that you have uncommunicated expectations yeah. that are not being met. And because you don't know how to talk about them, the mm-hmm. more that they go unmet, it's like a little wound turning into a bigger wound, turning into a bigger wound. Mm -hmm, And it just doesn't take a lot for somebody to touch that wound Mm -hmm, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're going to have a very strong reaction. Mm -hmm, And so I think that having these conversations in a non-emotional time and starting to open the door up to these uncommunicated expectations will give you the opportunity to do the thing that you're saying like, I don't want so much emotion. (laughs) Great. This is the pathway (laughs) to to ensuring that that Mm -hmm. this can happen. Now, could the conversation get emotional when you talk about expectations and defining Mm -hmm. which are realistic and unrealistic? Of course, Mm -hmm. but think about how much better it will be not to have the presence and added drama of a conflict at hand that you're trying to untangle Mm -hmm. this, but rather just a neutral time where you're able to logically talk about it. Also, there's so much research done that when we have these conversations in the heat of a conflict, which is what most people do, an unmet expectation just blows up And then you're operating that when when those emotions get triggered and they're Mm -hmm. so high, it kicks you into your prefrontal cortex. And that's like your emotions are driving the bus constantly Mm -hmm. when you're kicked into that mode. And it's like fight, flight, freeze, Mm -hmm. freak out, you know, that kind of mode. And so you're never really, you may eventually settle back down into your logical brain. Mm -hmm. um, But if you never, ever get to the root of these unmet expectations Mm -hmm. or uncommunicated expectations, then you're just all the time trying to put out fires, but you don't know why the fires keep reemerging. Right. So that's a long little commentary to what I feel like was a great addition that you brought to the yeah. conversation, yeah. Meredith. All right, Kaylee, we're going to turn mm-hmm. to you. Oh boy, Do you have a relationship in your life, you don't have mm-hmm. to say who, where there's uncommunicated expectations and you feel like, yeah, I'm tripping over that?
0: Yeah. And I think that talking about the whole spaghetti thing where you're scared to untangle uh, it, yeah. um, I think I have several in my life and they're not all like big things, like it's small things, but I think there've been times where I have done it the right way outside Mm -hmm. of the context and then there are times where I do it the wrong way Mm -hmm. and in the middle of being completely and utterly frustrated we talk about what I'm frustrated about and then we have a long conversation about all the expectations that I had that I never communicated in the first Mm -hmm. place and you're right like I mean in any kind of relationship that you have it's way better for you to start things off in a neutral zone where Mm -hmm. you know you're able to have an open conversation and then I think also not bringing a laundry list of all the things the other person has done wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. I think some people they'll bring examples and it's great to give examples of like, here's a time where I was a little frustrated with you, but I think also communicating those in a right way um, that's honoring to the person also mm-hmm. helps the conversation.
2: Well, great. Okay. So now we're having this conversation and we're determining which of these are realistic and which ones are unrealistic. Okay. And part of determining that is in every relationship where you've got two people, you've got to understand that what may be completely realistic to you is unrealistic Mm -hmm. to the other person. So if you're taking notes, I want you to just keep in mind some of these natural differences that will feed whether the relationships are realistic or unrealistic um, in that other person's eyes. So there's differences in priorities, and how this can play out is uh, maybe Kaylee, you've always had the dream of living in a big city, but maybe Jared has this dream of going back to Mississippi and living on a farm. <laughs> well, those are completely different priorities. Uh-huh. And so if you are positioning your life strategically in five years to like definitely be city dwellers as you eventually uh-huh. have kids and raise your kids and everything, but in his brain, if he's mm-hmm. kind of secretly navigating over here, the this priority that mm-hmm. he wants to move his kids to the country and he wants you to be barefoot and pregnant and the tire <laughs> swing in the front yard oh and, boy. and all the stuff. <laughs> Do you see how these uncommunicated yeah. expectations can really spin out of control yeah, because yeah. you're doing this thing called die vision. In mm-hmm. other words, you've mm-hmm. got two visions operating in the same household that's creating a division you don't even know because of differences in priorities. So as you talk about which expectations are realistic and which are unrealistic, also like open up like, hey, what are some of the differences in priorities that we have that are creating mm-hmm. divisions that we don't even know, right. that are creating things within the relationship of expectations Mm -hmm. and to some of Mm -hmm. them to be unrealistic when maybe they could shift to a realistic place if we had Mm -hmm. a very uh, cohesive plan of priorities within our relationship. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, Okay, the second is differences in timing. Differences in timing. So maybe, um, let's say, we'll pick on Meredith for a minute since we picked on Kaylee, you know. (laughs) She's
1: a She's currently barefoot pregnant with a tire swing in her frame. That's out. hilarious. So I That's can hilarious. only go up from here. No. That's hilarious. And just for
0: the record, that would be completely opposite in real life. But here we go. On to Meredith. <laughs>
2: on to Meredith. Differences in timing. Okay. So what you may feel like is a very realistic expectation. Mac, your husband, may feel like is a completely unrealistic expectation. But it may be because you've never had the conversation about timing. So mm. let's say you and Mac go on vacation. Vacation, okay. Mm-hmm. And on this vacation, you envision it to be very fast paced. You, you want you and Mac to get up in the morning. You want to go for a run. Then, then you want to <laughs> like, um, have a very scheduled time where, okay, at 11 o'clock, we're going to go to this children's museum at one o'clock. We're going to go to this restaurant. And then at three o'clock, we're going to all take a family walk on the beach. And, and then, you know, we're going to come back and we're going to play in the sand for a little bit. We're going to come back. We're going to be at dinner at five thirty. The kids are going to be in bed at 7.30. And like, you've got this pretty fast-paced day all planned out, right? Mm. And so you can see, like in your brain, complete realistic expectation, right? Yes. Because this is a day at the beach. That's what you do. We got stuff to do. Okay. Now let's say, Mac, differences in timing. This is what he thinks. I'm at the beach. Cool, man. Yes. And I got a whole day. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just awesome, uh-huh.
2: and so you start saying like, "Hey, babe, you know, let's get up, let's go for a run." That is nowhere on his radar. He looks around and he is like, "Run? What are you talking about? Run? I didn't even bring my shoes. Like, mm. I am a flip flop uh-huh. dude." Because, yeah. and you are like, "Okay, we got the children's museum. We like, we got to get our exercising. We get uh-huh. to the children's museum. We've got the lunch. We've got the this." Uh-huh. And he just is probably going to look at you very starry eyed and just say. No, Meredith, we're not doing all that Mm -hmm. because we're at the beach and Mm -hmm. we're at the beach. It is time for my slow paced nature to kick in. And all I really want to do is get up. That's yeah. it. That's, my, that's <laughs> my plan for the day, yes. right? Yes. And uh, so you can see how differences in timing and, and mm-hmm. how you're running the race of this day, this season, this life, yeah. really important to talk about so that these uncommunicated expectations don't spin out of control. Absolutely. Okay, here's another one. Differences in needs. Um, You know, I, um, in, in my family, um, I need, uh, every single day to know that there's something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I just want, like, that is a high need that I have. Like, it doesn't really matter if we don't have a lot of excitement in, in this day, whatever is going on, but I got to have at least one thing to look forward to. That's a high need that I have. Um, I have other family members in my immediate family that their highest need is that they want to rest. Like they just like, when are they going to be able to take a nap? When are they going to be able to just chill? When are they going to be able to, you know, just um, have have moments upon moments upon moments of unscheduled nothingness, right? Mm. Well, you can see that those differences in needs can pop, like can Mm -hmm. can bump into each other a lot. Also, I have a high need in my life to always make my environment beautiful, which means I love to renovate. Mm -hmm. Well, I have other family members that their greatest priority, their greatest need is for their home to be at complete peace all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) well hammers knocking down walls and complete peace all the time those two worlds will come in conflict Mm so it's the differences Mm -hmm. in needs right so we got to talk about that and then the fourth one we've talked about about priorities timing needs and then differences in approaches you know you're going to have a certain way that you like to approach situations Um, I'll pick on Meredith again Meredith you like to approach things very head on and direct yes ma'am I I tend to like to approach things in a much more less head-on, less direct way, right? Yes. I kind of like the Oreo effect. Mm -hmm. Give them something sweet, Mm -hmm. put the yucky white stuff in the middle, give them something sweet on the back end, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, eh, we ain't got time for all that. Like, just get to the heart of the issue and then let's move on. Differences in approaches, Uh and you can tell, uncommunicated expectations. If you and I were going into what could potentially be a Mm -hmm. Mm negotiation-type situation here at the ministry, it would be important for us to communicate mm-hmm. our expectations on the front end yeah. because we have differences mm-hmm. in approaches, right? And thankfully we have. That's, That's been right. something
1: we've learned to do together. That's yeah. right.
2: Very <laughs> true. So the reason I bring these four things up as we talk about the conversation of expectations is because this is a bigger Conversation than just the simple idea of well, what are your expectations in the relationship? Mm-hmm. What are my yeah. expectations in the relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I say this because this probably isn't going to be a one-time conversation. Right? This is probably going to be a conversation that unfolds over many conversations. Yeah. Right? Yes. And it could be everything about well, in five years, where do we want to live? Like we just mm-hmm. talked about that maybe you and Jared to to prevent division in your family. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to live? in the country with a tire swing in your front yard in Mississippi? Or Mm -hmm. do you want to live in the city? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great expectation Mm -hmm. conversation. You're about to go on vacation. Great time to have an expectation Mm -hmm. conversation. We're about to have a business negotiation. Great time to have an expectation Mm -hmm. conversation. But all of these things take intentionality. All of these things take Mm -hmm. communication. And today my goal in what I was teaching I just want to give you the framework to Mm -hmm. get you thinking about expectations. The three categories we've talked about, realistic, unrealistic, Mm -hmm. uncommunicated. When you're talking about uncommunicated, remember the differences that we've talked about. And remember that it is important if you're going to have uncommunicated expectations in a relationship, that probably means you're going to have some unmet expectations. And it's from those unmet expectations that relationship conflict. And probably instead of relationship restoration, you're going to have conflict escalation Mm -hmm. in your relationship. And so I just wanted to kind of bring all of this to the table and say, hey, here's what I've been thinking about. And I think it's important that we open up the dialogue Mm -hmm. with great intentionality about expectations. And remember the very last thing I read is I talked about the framework of how intentional Mm -hmm. the Proverbs 31 woman was. Um, The very last Thing that I read in verse 26, she speaks with wisdom mm-hmm. and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Mm-hmm. In other words, she doesn't speak from emotion she speaks with great intentionality and from a place of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's really our goal here, is to get us to a place where we are communicating about our expectations yeah. with wisdom. There's one more thing I want to teach, but I thought that I would just now say any thoughts, any ideas, and then there's one last principle that I want us to attend to, mm-hmm. and that is what do we do with those unrealistic expectations? Mm-hmm. Because if we just keep holding on to them, they'll be pain points in our Mm -hmm. relationship so we'll talk about that in just a second Mm -hmm. before we wrap up but any thoughts ideas
1: well I had honestly I think one of the biggest things just talking about expectations in general I'm I'm 37 years old I've been married for almost have no I've been married 12 years now that's crazy um two kids have had lots of jobs Mm -hmm. and lots of different working environments. And I, I have found in my personal life and in my work life that this is probably, it really is the source of so much conflict and so much unnecessary tension. Mm -hmm. And I have gotten, I would like to believe that I've gotten better at navigating Mm -hmm. expectations in the work environment probably better over the years than I have in my home environment. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you said, Lisa, that I was like, oh my goodness gracious is the Lord ever doing something in my own personal life around Mm -hmm. this right now. And it was right out of the, out of the gate when you said, I am worth having realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing a little, you know, the Lord's really been teaching me some things recently about my family of origin and some different things that I learned when I was young, in order to receive love, I had to have no needs. I come from a family of six um, that was very financially strapped. As a, and so we had very... So the way to get attention from my parents was to have zero needs. Hmm. Because then I was the easy child Mm. and then I was the one that they, you know, we don't have to worry about Meredith because Meredith will be fine. But what it ended up doing is I took that with me Mm -hmm. into my friendships and into my marriage and even into my parenting style Mm -hmm. that I told myself, I'm not, I can't have expectations. Mm. because it's people, people love me if I don't have expectations and I'm just available to them however they need me to be. And I don't, you know, and so for you to say that was such a reaffirmation of what the Lord's been teaching me that I can give myself permission to have, I'm worth having realistic expectations in these relationships. And so it's really good for me just to hear that again and be reaffirmed that I can, Mm -hmm. it's okay for me to say, this is what I need. And remember what Mark Twain
2: says, never allow someone to be your priority while allowing yourself to be their option. See, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that.
1: And really, that really spoke to me. And I that's think good. I've been very good in a work environment. Mm-hmm. It's very cut and dry and clear for me to say, here's my expectations mm-hmm. of you. I expect you here at this meeting at this time doing this thing. Mm-hmm. I expect these performance goals from you and I expect this mm-hmm. you know, communication from you. But when it comes into that place that's really close to your heart, you sometimes create different rules for different settings. That's and right. And for me, I feel like the Lord's really teaching me some things there. So yeah. it was great for me to hear. Yeah. yeah. To hear.
0: I've been thinking a lot about, I mean, I know we've talked about marriage and those kind of relationships. We didn't talk a whole lot about work relationships. And I think for those 20-somethings listening who are like me and who are kind of starting out in the work world, I think a lot about the word candor. Mm. And it's defined as the quality of being open and honest in expression and frankness. And I think candor and done in the right way is done where there aren't a whole lot of emotions attached to it. Right. But I think my generation, this might just be me, but I know a lot of the people who I've talked to struggle with this as well, where We just don't bring it up because we're too glued to having some kind of barrier in between us. And right now you can't see me, but I'm pointing at my phone because (laughs) we do things through um, media, you know, through Instagram or Snapchat or text message or email where we feel like we're being open and honest, but we're really not. Mm. And so whenever it comes time to have those confrontational conversations, we don't know how to do it with grace mm-hmm. yeah. without getting really emotional or without getting overly, you know, angry about something. And right. so for me, just the way that you laid out the the ways to approach someone and how to do it, not in a setting where there's something going on right now, but yes. to do it away from whatever might cause you to get angry or frustrated right. um, really helped me a lot. I know that I can take this, you know, into tomorrow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Practical moment. Okay.
2: Sure. Let's wrap this discussion up with this very last thing. Now that we've determined, we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. and there are some expectations that are unrealistic, Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to have to let those go, I would say uh, that you're going to have to have a moment. Um, I think I heard a couple of years ago, my pastor even preached that you're going to have to have a funeral for some of those unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. um, that are in your life. And, And I really... Really like that because we know how to grieve when someone passes away there's a protocol of grieving it's very acceptable we don't know how to grieve the the smaller losses that yes. are still losses nonetheless yes and so mm-hmm. I do think that um, just to validate what is important to you to say you know what this this in another kind of relationship could be a realistic expectation mm-hmm. but in this relationship it's not mm-hmm. therefore I've got to let it go, but in letting it go, I'm going to grieve it, and therefore, I'm just going to have to have a moment. I'm going to have to have a funeral where I have mm-hmm. a designated time where I can remember mm-hmm. I let this go, mm-hmm. and uh, cry it out with the Lord, yes. uh, scream it out with the Lord, process it, do whatever you have to do, write it out in a journal, take the pages, bury them, burn them, do whatever, mm-hmm. but I just I guess what I'm saying is acknowledge that this is a loss for you, and then grieve it, and then let it go.
1: Lisa, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like so, so powerful because I feel like I have seen time and time and time again, the, the loss was never grieved. And so they hold on to it and that they can mm-hmm. never enjoy the good parts of that relationship that are still intact Yeah, because all they can see is whatever um, is not being met. Mm -hmm. You know, so for instance, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a little example because it's so fresh on my mind Recently, I was dealing with some stuff personally and I had shared it with a friend of mine And I 100% expected her to follow up with me a week later And just say hey mayor checking in on you, you know, how you doing with what you shared with Mm me? She never even never acknowledged never even and it was like a really personal thing that I was like And Mm -hmm. it felt real heavy and significant to me so I was like, man, and I got real upset about it. And I talked with my husband about it. And he said almost, and I was getting to the point where I could feel myself pushing, pushing, pushing that friend Mm -hmm. away, like saying, I can't trust her. I can't, you know, I don't want her in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't really care about me, all this stuff, all because she didn't meet this very tiny expectation that I had that I thought she would text me, right? Never told her that I thought she should do that for me. Um, And so I was telling my husband and he said, babe, she doesn't know that that's what you were hoping she would do. And you know what? Like you're, you're losing this friendship that you have loved for so many years all because of that, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just need to tell my, and I, and I, in that moment said, you know what? It's okay. Like that's not that it's gonna be that friendship that I thought it was gonna be. And I am just gonna let that little expectation die and I'm gonna enjoy all the other mm-hmm. pieces of that friendship mm-hmm. that I have loved and adored for so many years. Mm. And and not just throw the baby out with the bathwater because that one little thing wasn't expressed. So I think that is so, so profound good. and so many of us get caught up in that in maybe one small mm-hmm. expectation that wasn't met and you lose the whole relationship over it. That's mm. a good point, Meredith. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I just feel like to, to be responsible, I do have to have this caveat and say, mm-hmm. of course, if you are in an abusive relationship, oh, um, yes. the uh, the way that you determine uh, if something is realistic or unrealistic, if there's so much fog of hurt yes. and betrayal and Gracious. all of that in the relationship, you've got to get wise people involved mm-hmm. to speak into your life. And so um, I'm not saying, hey, if someone's abusing you, just yes. let it go. You know, no. mm-hmm. that's not at all what I'm saying. Um, and sometimes we do need help to talk to other people. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that up. You brought that to your husband. And in his wisdom, he was able to say, hey, Meredith, like maybe that's an unrealistic mm-hmm. Expectation, right? Maybe it's just an uncommunicated expectation. Mm -hmm. Maybe you eventually need to give your friend the heads up, like, "Hey, after we have a hard conversation, just make a note in your phone to text me a week later or something." Do you know? Whatever. Um, But I was glad that he was able to shed light on that, and um, that's exactly what we have to do sometimes: Mm -hmm. is go to someone else who's wise and trustworthy and just say, "Hey, help me determine which Mm -hmm. of these expectations are realistic or unrealistic, or if I've determined it's unrealistic, then I got
0: to let this." go. Can you help Mm -hmm. me just process this? So, really good
2: stuff, you guys. Yes, Yes. really, really
0: great, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Well, if there's one thing that I personally want to go back and remind myself of, it's that What you said, Lisa, don't just wait to do this one day, but do the hard work today. And I think that that is really challenging. And so for our listeners, I know that you're probably taking away lots of nuggets from all of these episodes, but when you hear something good, share it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we mentioned earlier in the show that we love reading your reviews on iTunes and comments on social media. Please keep them
0: coming. Yeah. And when you share, don't forget to tag at Proverbs 31 Ministries on social media and use the hashtag... P31 podcast. And that is a way for our teams to be able to interact with you on social media and keep up with what you're sharing so that we can continue to work to share the truth of God's word that comes out of these podcasts.
1: Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. And we'll be back soon with more truth because at Proverbs 31, we want you to know the truth of God's word and live that truth out. It really changes everything when you do. We'll see you next time.